Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Bitcoin Roundtable. This is episode 63. We got a special guest today. His name is Brad Mines, and he is a crypto warrior. Welcome to Bitcoin Roundtable, Brad. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. So what what is a crypto warrior? That's uh, my question. I would say a crypto warrior is somebody for fights for the fundamental beliefs that many do have in the crypto community, which often include, you know, uh, decentralizing many aspects of society, uh, institutions, transferring, transferring power from governments and banks to individual, and kind of just sticking with those as, you know, as we conform as the, as the community changes and adapts to institutions getting in and customer and all these new things that are coming uh, more present across the community I think there's some there's some core things that should be upheld along the way I liked I, I saw somebody else another Twitter user using that one before I think I had crypto enthusiasts right. uh, then eventually I changed it to crypto warrior I've had it for had that for quite a while as in my description the warrior part I can definitely understand because it, it is a battle <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, a long uphill battle in, in your opinion from what you've seen over the last couple of years do you do you feel that bitcoin or even cryptocurrency in general is winning the battle i, th- I think we are winning the battle i, I saw something uh, i don't know if it was on palm's tweets or something about um, you know the banks you know admitting that you know that cryptocurrency poses a risk to them people are adapting people are changing what do you think on that hmm. i want to say yes you know, maybe if you asked me a year ago, I would be more positive in my response as to a quick adoption. I think I'm definitely more in a very long-term positive stage now. Uh, and I think okay. I think really the hair that broke the camel's back for me was Quadriga. Um, you know, there's just still so much shifty crap out there. Yeah, Quadriga, Quadriga really hurt. I had a chunk in there, right? It's just, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, oh. it sucked. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Um, you know, I still want, I still believe in it, right? I think it's going to be there. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like, you know, there is a ways to go, as Andreas Antonopoulos says many times on some of his more recent videos about, you know, he's always trying to um, empower and give energy to app creators and people who work in the the back end to try to make bitcoin wallets as an example or you know anything to do with bitcoin usability just to make it more easy and secure and simple to use for the end user um you know part of it i i part of the long path to adoption i feel is limited in that regard i think when they start coming out with hopefully but you know more simple easy to use and secure wallets it's kind of like paving that four-lane highway towards adoption um you know but the scammer aspect you know i really hope it just kind of the you know they eventually stop and this kind of stuff goes away but i guess in the back of my mind i don't think it's done yet but i think the more adoption you get that will start to fade away with time yeah but you know it's always an easy news story right if you want to if you're a bank and you want to pay someone to start putting out media sure in a you know bad news about bitcoin i mean pick whatever story you want there's so many out there right like oh don't buy a bitcoin you'll get scammed or something right there's 
there's a popular phrase, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to hold true to that. I, I keep power over my private keys as much as possible now. Yes. Um, I have a lot that I use for long-term storage, and then I'd imagine there's going to be you know uh, less secure wallets that people will use with smaller balances on a regular day basis. But I, I totally agree that it's going to take some time now, uh, slow building process. Maybe it could take a couple of years, uh, but I still have the belief that it's something that's inevitable. Yes. Yes. I would also uh, like like to see it become simpler for the average person to acquire as well. Uh-huh. When, when you, I, you know, you need to start downloading, a, you know, a development app and make your own. I know this is where, this is where you make fun of my computer skills. I get it, but you know, really seriously, um, I believe that you know it is not easy for a lot of people to even get, and until that is made easier. We're not going to yeah. see any true adoption, I don't Well, you know, the, I mean, the obvious, um, you know, roadblock is that, you know, there, there's a there's a definite block between trying to convert your fiat into Bitcoin. There's multiple ways to go about it. None, yes. of, them, none of them super simple and um, fast. I, and, you know, I guess you could buy Bitcoin off, uh, you know... Maybe Kijiji or, you know, there's various websites out there where you can literally go and give somebody, meet them in a coffee shop and buy Bitcoin or, you know, some other ways. But, but yeah, even sending money to um, an exchange, you know, there was a lot of banks that <laughs> put up a lot of roadblocks. Yeah, there. they didn't want you to. Oh, yeah. yeah huh. my, my teeny credit card got blocked, you know, after you know, a lot of scams came to, you know, show their true colors and the bear market began. Yeah. Uh, that's when I noticed my TD credit card wouldn't work anymore. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. In Canada, I mean, most of the six major banks were like that, right? Yeah. I, I found my bank that wasn't TD Canada was like that. <laughs> not, not, not only did they get to give you your money, they get to tell you how you're allowed to use it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, on the other side of it is I run a business and it's, most of the income is from U.S. customers. So it's in U.S. dollars. Being Having a Canadian company and trying to deal with U.S. dollar income, it becomes quite interesting. You start to learn a lot about the uh, the FinTrack. And um, I think intrusive is probably the wrong word, but, you know, you're automatically deemed a risk when you have U.S. dollars coming in and they need to know where every dollar of that comes from. And it's fine, like my company's legit and all that, but I go through endless endless phone calls and queries about and filling out forms about you know where the dollars come from i can't write checks anymore in u.s dollars they're only bank drafts um and they won't accept the bank draft if it's um a new teller they i have to actually deal with uh, tellers that know me and they basically already deem me as a non-risk so what I'm finding is anything that you do in U.S. dollars now, you know, they are cracking down. And it's interesting because the other side of the coin is Bitcoin. Well, I mean, the, the ultimate goal of Bitcoin is to basically, you know, 
have no third party dealing with your money in, in, in between every transaction, right? The money's yours, and if you want to send it to somebody, you send it directly to them, and, you know, the banks don't take a fee. They don't de- deem whether or not the sender or the sendee is a risk and therefore, you know, cancel the transaction. I mean, it, that side of it worries me a bit more about Bitcoin now because they are getting so heavy-handed with the the FinTrack you know, perhaps um, the U.S. could eventually label Bitcoin users as terrorists, you know, because they're using a financial system that does not conform to the FinTrack system. I'm a bit of a paranoid freak, though. So. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that, that probably would have already happened if, if it was going to happen, just because there's there's been, there's been usages of it. Yeah. terrorists through Bitcoin, but, you know, it's not nearly as much as the U.S. dollar is used for it. common argument against Bitcoin is that, you know, it's used for bad things, but I think Andreas Antonopoulos touches about that as well. Yeah, my argument really isn't against Bitcoin in that regard. I guess my, my real argument is, you know, is that the only way that they can deal with terrorism is by controlling and um, denying money flows to, to high-risk people I, I don't know like it's i i think I, a, I think i think that whole concept of like if you're not in the swift system like iran or iraq or something like that then you know you have no access to to funds international funds right and so i think russia and china are dealing or implementing their own system or something like that but eventually you know it's all got to fall apart because it's just going to get so heavily regulated and expensive that you know you're going to limit yourself to the population of possibly, you know, max 5% of the world's population that is really deemed economically viable and, and uh, non-risky that can use it. You know, the, the unbankable percentage of the world's population will continue to grow as these rules increase, in my mind. I, I think it just opens it up more for Bitcoin. It just feels like it's becoming more of a, a warlike issue to me, in my mind. <laughs> They're not backing down on the U.S. dollar, and Bitcoin's still going to go forward. So I, I'm not sure how peaceful the whole. They're going to clash at some point. Uh, yeah, it feels like it's not going to become peaceful when Bitcoin really starts to take over, like I thought it would. I think there's going to. I don't think it's going to be. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Bitcoin miners are going to be, you know, extremely profitable if, if Bitcoin becomes the world currency, yeah. and you know, if countries are not, you know don't have a good relationship our mining center is going to be targets of attack now as american isolation continues that's you know things could definitely wrap up but hopefully with the decentralization and the good things that that brings we can kind of stifle all that yeah I think I'm a little more optimistic about it too than you are. Derek. I'm optimistic about it, but, but I tell you, man, like the fingers of the the government are in very deep, and it's. Yeah, but you got to remember. I think the one thing you got to keep in mind is that you know I am, and I believe you are in this for the long game, and the long game tells me that you know there's a lot of strong lobbyists that work for these banking institutions who are going to keep 
knocking this down for a long time, but eventually Bitcoin yeah. is going to start growing and it's going to get yeah. over those thresholds. And, you know, we can start talking about, you know, the next happening and what happens when that comes around. But will Bitcoin, in my mind, ever become the true fiat currency? No, I don't believe so. But well, I believe it, fiat currency. But I think it will be accepted. What well, already is? Mm, more accepted then. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Venezuela. Venezuela, yeah. Right. I, 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 that Grand was great to read. It's all there. Uh-huh. Although I think the government oh, wants Venezuela. to... Yeah, I think the government wants to charge a fee for... <laughs> of course they find do. A, find a way to get more money out of them or something. <laughs> where, where, where there wasn't a transaction fee, they're now adding one? Yeah. Great. <laughs> so so what's, the, so what's the Bitcoin world like down in uh, St. Catharines? non-existence I'm probably the most uh, enthusiastic I don't I know I have some friends uh, that you know I've gotten into it pretty well through me talking out to talking to a couple buddies up in the Brampton area people you know people are becoming crypto curious I guess yeah and uh, I mean it's a good time I feel like it's a good time to, to get in it seems like you know we're reached kind of a, we're in the bear market and it seems to be turning around finally uh, I'd agree yeah, over 4,000 yeah. now Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just over four. I think we're in a good position right now, uh, and especially you got the halving coming up, and I think four hundred and thirty days. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people that know more than I say, you know, the end of April is kind of the the go time for the pre halving countdown kind of thing, but. You know, I, I do agree. I just I just feel it's kind of stabilized. It, sure, it can come down a bit, but I just see long-term upside from here. So. Yeah, and I mean, the bear market's shaking over a lot of all those scam coins. I mean, there's still a few. I yeah. don't know if you guys, how often you visit coinmarketcap.com, but I'm always going to the trending. Oh, yeah. Biggest gainers, biggest losers, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, still, there's still some scams out there, uh, for sure. But most of them, I think, are gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I heard um, someone was saying Tron's really kicking right now. But somebody just well, picked up or accepted Tron, Ripple, and I was reading about it on the news the other day. There was a big article about it. Yeah, I just don't really get into it. But yeah, one of our buddies is a big Ripple fan, and he's he's pro banking, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, Vince? He likes Ripple? Well, I do like Ripple, but uh, he was referring to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, well, when when I got onto Ripple, I got into Ripple when it was uh, 62 cents. Then you sold half oh, wow. for when I got Ripple, right? And then I sold half and kept a little bit. And you made, you doubled your money. I doubled my money and st- still was able to keep some in. So yeah, it was great. So you guys got in during the bull market. I got in last year fall time. Yeah. In, uh, in time, you know, it was just starting to get some good press, and I was thinking, you know, I really need to stop watching and actually go buy a bit. So I think I went down to an SO station and got, uh, what do you even call that? Flex. Yeah. Flexi pin? You, you had to get a pin number to go in and put on to go in and buy it. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first purchase. I went yep. to the cashier. They gave me a receipt, and then I went online and redeemed the receipt for Bitcoin. Yeah. I, think, I think they took 15% or something like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did this, and I think that's, you got... That's a strange process. Well, yeah, that's what it was like, and I think you got me into it because you needed someone to talk to about it, so... I always have to tell somebody I'm doing something crazy, so... You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, then coinsquare.ca, 
Then Quadriga, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Cryptopia got got hacked, I guess. Yeah, I had some in Cryptopia too. <laughs> yeah, you know. I knew better though, but I it wasn't enough to yeah to even bother logging in and messing with. But know? lesson here, people, get it out, get it into hardware. Sure, I lost some. Yeah, but yeah, I know you got the chunk of yours. I got the long term storage thing going. So yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, I was reading on Reddit somewhere about uh, WinRAR. If you're using Win WinRAR, you need to update it. Apparently, one of the DLLs in that app is uh, potentially gives some Bitcoin vulnerability if you're storing Bitcoin on your desktop or something. Hmm. I, I thought I put it out there to do my do my part in telling people. Yeah. <laughs> update your apps, I guess, in your software and make sure oh, yeah. it's good. So. Yeah. So, Bitcoin going forward the next year. Got any predictions? What are you thinking? A year from now? Sure. Let's go in into next year, into January then. Oh, that's, a, that's a really tough question. Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to see a, a slow, gradual increase. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to see it at eight grand, ten grand. Yeah. American. I think that would be a healthy increase. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just lo- <laughs> I like the long, slow climb. <laughs> yeah. That makes me well. It, long, slow climb is good for Bitcoin, but I don't know. Some of the stuff I've been looking at tells me that we could it could shoot to 20, 20 again, well over twenty. But and very quickly too, history does repeat itself sometimes. You know, the Lightning Network is very interesting. I know um, some of the newer cell phone wallets. Samurai? Is it the Samurai wallet? But, I don't know. There's a wallet or two now that supports uh, the Lightning Network on the uh, on cell phone apps, which uh, I think is pretty groundbreaking. I don't know the usability aspect of it, but I, I think you start rolling along those lines and you know get get people using the Lightning Network. Um, I don't know if Backed is dead now or not. I haven't looked into it. I I would love to see Starbucks start to uh, be able to accept Bitcoin, <laughs> especially when you start having Lightning enabled cell phone wallets. I mean, you know, that could be a real game changer to me. Uh, my feeling is something like that might might spike, might might do a you know a double double the price of Bitcoin in a month kind of thing. But up until then, I just see the long slow climb. I love it. I'd, I'd love yeah, to see yeah. it. Well, I mean, Bitcoin makes most of its gains in just a few days out of a year usually. So uh, yeah. it doesn't take much or long, I mean, for it to double or triple in price. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, it's as a long-term holder, I like. I don't have a lot of time in the day to, to spend on focus on, on Bitcoin. And if I was a trader, you miss a couple big spikes and... <laughs> <laughs> I'd just it be so sad, right? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> teach their own, I guess, right? Maybe the president to the south of us will go all uh, crazy and start liking Bitcoin. Well, who knows? Hard to Which, say. Yeah. What do you think Trump likes Bitcoin? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, what if he came on and started saying he did like it? Um, Oh, I don't think so, because he was talking about he wants to... He's mulling over declaring the Mexican cartels as terrorist organizations so that they can basically do the whole FinTrack thing. Oh, so they can do whatever they want to go after them. Well, Mexican cartels, right? Where, how do they launder their money, right? Through banks. But the banks are saying, you know, if you do that, then the added cost of implementing 
the added security checks is going to be massive. And it's already massive with what they're doing now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, basically, you have to call up your customers. It's all KYC. Call up the customers. Whenever significant funds get deposited, you have to track where they come from and put it in the system. So, basically, all the banks track where all your money comes from and then where it goes, right? It's just a massive money tracking algorithm it's expensive but which is kind of anti-bitcoin right it's pro i mean it's good for bitcoin in a way if they do that because people some people just get tired of the you know the added costs and time of doing business right i would imagine some of those uh crime syndicates and drug lords are already on bitcoin well look i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm a completely legit business my income's in u.s dollars and i've had th- two U.S. bank accounts shut down on me. Yeah. They literally, the bank sent me a letter saying... Yeah, that's not right. We're, we're shutting you down. And, and when you get down to the nitty-gritty, they need to know where every dollar comes from. And if they don't know, then they shut you down. That's just crazy. So my PayPal transfers, right? Because I do business on PayPal and I transfer money from PayPal to the bank. Mm-hmm. Boom. But then they shut me down. Once you start accepting Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. I, what, I would love to be able to do it one day and just do complete business in Bitcoin. Oh, I don't know about complete, but... Oh, credit cards, ad, advertising, all that stuff. Boom. Yeah. It, it would probably save me six hours a week that I'm spending line in banks right now. <laughs> Hopefully you got a good spring coming. Nice Bitcoin spring. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think it should be. You know, it's just, it's a long-term grind. So let's keep the grind going and uh, we'll hope it gets there. Do you do any active trading? Are you, are you the guy going around to various grocery stores or wherever you do your business to try to get people to accept Bitcoin and start transacting business in Bitcoin? Uh, no, I, I haven't gone that stage uh, but I do just inform friends and family you can see on my Twitter page that I have a website set up just kind of to send someone to you know get the get the wheels turned in their head get them to start thinking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies uh, so if someone's curious about Bitcoin your site is a good place to get started on well I mean I, I prefer people you know to tell them I tell them on the home I think it's on the home or the about page go to go to coinmarketcap.com start paying attention to the Yeah, he mentioned he wrote those books to actually ensure that he learned everything about Bitcoin. It was kind of the... Oh, really? He said it in a couple of talks, and he said, you know, if I knew that if I could actually write a book about it, the comprehensive book, then I would, at that point, under, understand it completely. Huh. <laughs> it's fair enough. If you, yeah, it's a saying, if you can teach it, you know it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to watch his videos. Is there, so you guys asked me about St. Catharines. Is, how is, you guys are in Collingwood, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is there a crypto community at all up there? Uh, besides the two of us, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not really fair. Every once in a while, I'll run into, you know, somebody out at a dinner or something who will know a little bit about it. Yeah. But that's very, very rare. I have like a little magnetic 
what do you call it, label oh yes on the car and you put in the car to, yeah a so once in a while in the parking lot somebody will go oh bitcoin you know and yeah there are some people that oh they know their stuff when it comes to bitcoin but they don't they don't really talk about it unless they know you're into bitcoin it's almost like a secret little thing yeah you know you can always find the guy at the wedding or the i ran into a guy at the wedding who happened to be bitcoin there were 300 of us there how did i happen to end up talking with the guy that knew something about bitcoin but yeah they're out there i'd like to see more <laughs> yeah well sure and i'm sh- and i think that's why you know you got into the business and i know that's why we got in just to help spread the word and you know get people talking about it more than anything mm-hmm. I-, I love the fact that i can yeah. send and receive really money to me uh, you know just the potential of changing the world like i don't know i i, I truly think it's more destructive than the internet mm, yeah I mean, you have a you have a pretty good argument in saying that, really. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, imagine the financial institutions; it will completely change the economic world as we know it if it becomes the major well, currency. Sure. I don't think it'll ever be a major currency. Oh, you don't? No, I honestly. Wow, you're you're like a negative. No, I'm not. Why are you, uh, why are you well, even on this put, podcast? Okay. Let me put. <laughs> Why do you even talk about Bitcoin? Go take okay. your fiat currency and leave. <laughs> Let me put it this way: I don't think in my lifetime it will ever be the major currency, but I would like to see it become a hundred times more accepted. Yeah, but you know, I, I I get it, but I see a bit of a flaw in your argument. Mm-hmm. That, you know, once you get to even ten percent, set you know the adoption rate, right? You know, everyone knows the writing's on the wall and it just accelerates. You, you just need a critical mass. There can be a government-sanctioned currency, which they print more of every day. And then you got Bitcoin. Right. You know, what would you rather hold? One that doesn't inflate or, you know... Um, I mean, the real value of any, pretty much any fiat currency out there right now is declining... You know, you don't see it on a daily basis, but it's declining all the time. Yeah. Your your purchasing power is constantly being eroded. And I, you know, I would also say that I've seen it and it's been fairly apparent to me for years, but I would argue that most people don't even get understand what I'm talking about. You know, they don't see it. They don't understand inflation and how it robs them of their wealth, right? inflation rate I think isn't always accurate either um, and going to fiat currency I mean some people in this space think fiat currency is going to be gone in 5 to 10 years because I forget which one of you said it but um, you know what's backing fiat currency at least at least you know cryptocurrency there's a distributed ledger that goes back no one's printing copious amounts of money to go to war to find something that you don't support yeah. I mean just, just what's backing fiat I think is going to be its downfall, which is really just the government saying that's worth worth something. Which you know, there's no gold standard. There's no. They just continuously print money, which is. Yes. I mean, is ultimately would be the ultimate shitcoin if it was a cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's 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 interesting though, right? Because we all know it, but most people either they they know it and choose to ignore it, or I don't know, right? It's I'd like to live in a world where they coexist. 
Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure that the Venezuelan Bolivar will still exist, (laughs) you know, Uh, whether you choose to use it or not. You know, maybe if you have to go renew your driver's license, the government of Canada would only allow Canadian dollars. But the, the true currency of business and, you know, life in Canada is Bitcoin. But they still may require fiat currency for certain things. I don't know, right? One day, one day it probably will be, you know, when my, my one of my kids stays, I'm sure they will live to see that day. I don't think I will, but... Oh, yeah, you, gonna, you kicking off soon or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great talk, great talk. Uh, but, you know, the, one of the most positive things I've seen is that this Bitcoin is huge in the... And the younger crowd, right? They get it. They understand, right? It's, it's it's the old guard that, you know, the boomers and stuff that aren't really, dare I say, getting it? I don't know, right? Like, they've always been, they've always trusted the government and the government's always treated them well. Um, you know, I would argue that's been changing in the last couple of years. There's no guarantee that your fiat money is safe anymore. Yeah, really. I mean, sure. You know, I guess if you got a hundred thousand in the bank, it's guaranteed by, uh, you know, as depositor insurance or whatever. But as far as the erosion of value, I think I think Canadians, especially, have seen significant the significant effects of inflation. Although no real rise in real wages, but so or I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting uh, getting off track, I guess. Well, Brad, why don't you let the people know who listen to our podcast how they can uh, get in touch with you? Sure, uh, to my website's bradminds.com. My Twitter account is at popthunder. P o p t h u n d e r. I'm also at bradminds on Instagram. I'm on Telegram too, but I mean I don't use it all that often. Yeah. I so between Twitter and Instagram, that's pretty much enough for me. So if there's one message that you'd like to get out to our listeners that we haven't discussed yet, what would that message be? We're not technical, right? So we just kind of talk about Bitcoin. So it's pretty much yeah. just people who might be interested in Bitcoin or maybe have bought one, purchased, a, made their first purchase, that kind of listener. Yeah, or, or are interested in, right? Introduction level. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say probably the best advice... I see all the time going around the space is DYOR, do your own research. You know, when you start taking advice from other people or, you know, you don't do enough research and a lot there's a lot of FOMO in this space, fear of missing out. So I would say just do your due diligence. Don't get your head underwater too early. There's a lot of information. It's pretty overwhelming. Great. That's, that's great advice, no <laughs> doubt. Thank you, Brad, for coming on Bitcoin Roundtable this week. Um, we hope to talk with you again. Hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Hey, good job. Hope we do it again. All right, Brad. Take care. Thanks, Brad. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.